the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for being part of the Sue Freeze Show today. I am so thankful and so humbled to be with you today. You know, every week is a new week and every day is a new day. And I try to bring things that are going on in my personal life just because I want you to understand that uh, being transparent, being vulnerable is a really good thing. There are so many times when I've been in a friendship, a relationship where people think that, you know, because I'm smiling and because I'm happy, that everything is just going really great. And I know that you can understand that because sometimes we try to put on that showtime face and just, you know, we don't want to burden everybody with our problems. But the thing is, is that, you know, we really are here to help one another. The Lord wants us to serve one another. And sometimes, you know, we can pray for discernment. We can pray for the Lord to reveal to us. And he does do that if we're paying attention. But there's other times where I've had events where there was a kid right across the street from me that was being molested and I had no idea. And I was young then. I'm not young now. And so because of that happening way back when and me not being aware because I was little and young and didn't understand, now I have an opportunity to just be more aware of what's going on in my surroundings. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because we need to understand that everybody out there has a story, of course, but also everybody is going through something. And we need to share in their happy times, but we also need to come alongside when we're having tough times. I can tell you story after story where the Lord has placed certain people in my lives at certain times, and I look back and I get emotional, you know, the, the emotional thing that happens in your throat when, you know, I'm getting teary-eyed right now because there's been so many times where I just, you know, I asked the Lord to help me through a tough situation, and, and I would even scream out, where are you, God? Where are you? I don't feel you. I don't see you. But then here comes this person that really wasn't close to me in the past or maybe a new relationship, and all of a sudden they become somebody that uh, is supporting me or uh, reaching out to me, and I can lean on and feel safe. And the information that I gain or just the support and the love that I feel changes the direction or changes my heart to where I can receive what God has for me. And I know that some of you are really hurting out there right now. And I just want you to know that God is paying attention. He really is. And he hurts when you hurt. He really does. It burdens him. There are people, though, that might be coming around right now. And you might not have an open heart. You might not have any vulnerability. You're just you're so protected that you're not letting anybody in. And there might be somebody that's right near you that could be of support and help to you. 
But you know what? If you don't ask, a lot of the times you won't receive because the Lord says that. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened. Right? Seek and ye shall find. So today we're talking about back to school. And it's been a long time since Freeze has been in school. But I can tell you that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about my children who are 33 and 36. It's been a while since they've been in school. But I'm still facing the traffic, as all of you are, you know, when school gets back in. And I can still remember the days of preparing for your children to go back to school. And, you know, all there's fun. You want to get all the summer in. You want to get all the fun you can in before school starts. But then you have to prepare. You have to prepare for school. So in preparation, you have to know what the children need. You have to, uh, you just have to have a lot of knowledge, and you also have to prepare your child for school. And I can remember kindergarten. I can remember preschool, and I can remember how hard that was to watch my child walk away, sometimes crying, sometimes skipping away, and like I don't matter at all. And I know you can relate to what I'm saying right now, and. Those are really, really special times, aren't they? But they're also very emotional times. We are called by God to prepare our children, to train them up in the way they shall go so they will not depart from it. And it starts from the day they're born, maybe even when they're in our womb, that we are training our children. So we could do everything for them or we can allow them to fall down and pick themselves up or be there for a helping hand. Kiss their boo-boos goodbye was great. I loved that. But there comes a time when they're going to have to, you know, get back up on their feet again on their own with the Lord. They also, they need to know that the Lord is there for them. So I picked back to school as a subject matter today because it's kind of relevant, isn't it? Now, not all of us are doing that right now. Not all of us have children. I get that. But I pulled some articles here that I want to share with you, some scriptures that I want to share with you, that even if you are not dealing with a child in school, the workplace, starting a new job, even like beginning each day. It's a new day. You could say it's a new school day because we're learning every day. At least we should be, shouldn't we? We should be learning every day. If we're not learning every day, then it's kind of a wasted day, isn't it? And I was reading a definition of a leader and what it takes to be a good leader. And what was said was is that to be a good leader, you have to be humble, which means you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to accept failure and responsibilities for maybe wrong decisions. And you have to be teachable. So don't we all need to be teachable in our relationships with our spouses or our boyfriend or our girlfriend, in learning how to deal and manage our children and our employees? We have to understand their bend you know, how, how they're made and what, what motivates them. Because not everybody's the same, are they? We are all created different, and we're created for a specific purpose. And as a parent, as a teacher, as a leader, we need to be aware of the people that are in front of us, the people that we're leading. We have to be aware of, of that. So parents... Uh, CEOs, CFOs, owners of companies, ministry leaders, anyone that's in a position of where other people are watching, and wouldn't that be everybody? I, I think it's everybody. 
So I'm going to put on my glasses. Dear Heavenly Father, I just lift up this time and I just ask that you guide the words. You guide our thoughts, that you give us discernment. And Lord, just help us be an open vessel to be used for your glory. Help us to fill our hearts with love and kindness so that we can be used for your purpose. And that help us to be aware of the people around us and maybe the pain they might be feeling. Help us to feel it. Help us to have compassion. Help us to reach out and touch those people that we need to touch with a kind smile, with a thank you. Anything that we need to do, Lord, just help us to be there to be that, to be a blessing to someone each and every day and maybe more than one. How about more than one? That sounds good. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so time to put on the eyes. Back to school advice for a former teacher by Janet Dennison. New shoes, new backpacks, new teachers, same attitude. Most kids are excited about returning to school, even if they don't want to admit it. Each year has a unique set of accomplishments and challenges. This is from a school teacher. She used to teach school, and she remembers the first day of the year. Some of the kindergarten kids were crying. Mostly, their moms were. The first graders came in looking nervous and looking to see who else had lost their front teeth over the summer. The second graders came in feeling confident and looking for the person they sat next to year before. The third graders came in and the boys went to one side of the room while the girls went to the other. The fourth graders came in already smelling like wet puppies. The boys punched one another in the arm or put a friend in a headlock while the girls rolled their eyes and checked out each other's outfits. After the fourth grade, the conformity starts to change. Individual personalities start to emerge, except in what they are wearing. It is hard to find your child in the fifth through eighth grade years because everyone is wearing the same clothes, and that is mostly true even if the school doesn't require uniforms. That's so true, isn't it? You know, I, I think about this, and I think about kindergarten, and, you know, that, that old poem about everything I learned in life, I learned in the sandbox. There is so much truth to that. And the lessons we learn just every step. And something I remember and I use quite frequently is the grading system in school and how that applies to employees and how we are used to getting some type of performance review or a report card every three months. So we're kind of used to that. We're kind of trained into that environment of getting some type of review, some type of uh, understanding or or, uh, relevation, understanding something on how are we doing and how can we do better. I remember the first day of school. Do you remember when you're trying to figure out, okay, how can I get an A in this class? What does this teacher want from me? And it was up to the teacher at that time to explain the expectations of that year. And you're always, you know, you're asking yourself the question, okay, what do I need to do to get that A? And you're listening very carefully. And you kind of size the teacher up at that time, don't you? You try to size them up and say, okay, what's important to this teacher? And the teacher's sizing up the kids, you know, who's going to be the ones that are going to cause distraction, who are going to be the the teacher's pet, if that really exists, I guess it does, Uh, who are going to be the ones that are going to be on page and not be a distraction, and who are those that are going to be on the other side and be rebellious and how am I going to handle that so all of that is happening well if you think about all that when you get into a business and you get into working a lot of those same things apply think about it when you interview for a job 
you're sitting in, in, in on the other side of the table or the desk or whatever, and you're having a conversation. And it's a little more equal, though, because each of you are equally – you each have expectations. The child has expectations of, well, how long am I going to be in a classroom and those types of things. But when you get into the workplace, it's a little different, isn't it? You have expectations. You have a need. You have to – you have to figure out what it is, and is this going to work for you, and does it fit up your alley, and do you think you could be successful here, and is it an environment that you want to succeed in. If you're tuning in right now, thank you so much for doing that. This is the Sue Free Show, and I just want to tell you that I would love to connect with you, and if you would like to connect with me, this is how you do it. You go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I should make it a jingle. When you go there... It's going to ask you for your name. It's going to ask you for your email. And then it's going to say comment section for you to put in a comment. Please comment. Please tell me what you think, what's going on in your life, if you need prayer, if you need a resource. I don't have all the answers. I'm just telling you I don't have all the answers. But I do have resources and I do have, you know, places I can go and get. And so I'm here for you. I want you to know that, that if you want to, out, if you want to reach out to me, I'm here for you. Also, on the Sue Free site, there is a lot of information there. There's podcasts for nine years now of shows, and you can go there by uh, subject matter, by guests, because I have guests on here sometimes, and you can go on there and listen at your leisure, which is wonderful. You can go on to iHeart, iTunes, or KKLA. You can stream it on the Sue Free site. Any one of those things you can do. This show happens to go from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo, different stations. I'm syndicated. And why that's important is if you would like to uh, sponsor this show, if you'd like to advertise and test out the advertising, if you're a business owner, I'm opening that up to anyone that would like to. Just contact me and we can talk about it. And I'll talk about that a little more after the break. So anyway, um, there is the IMs. And I'm stopping right now for this because I think that in the Bible it talks about you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I have two different tiles on my website, and the second one over is the IAMs, where you can pay money to hear your voice state the IAMs, and you can listen to these, and it changes your thinking, because your mind hears your voice better than hearing somebody else's voice. And what voice are you listening to these days? Take a mental note of that. There also is another place where you can go and download three pages of IMs that I put together. And they're scriptures. They are God's word breathing into you, telling you how he feels, what he thinks, how he created you, and what he thinks of your creation, of his creation in you. And you were created for a specific purpose, and you do need to fulfill that purpose, or you're going to feel that you didn't accomplish your goal here on this earth. Everything else is noise. Everything else is noise. You want to accomplish the purpose that God set out for you. There is a passion deep, deep in your heart. You might have pressed it down, pressed it down, and just tried to forget it. But it's there, and it's gnawing at you. Don't forget it, and don't not listen. It's very important that you pay attention. My phone is moving around a little bit. Maybe it needs tightened. Anyway, I'm on Facebook, Facebook Live, and so we're trying to do the radio show and do Facebook Live all at the same time. It's wonderful because there's people that watch Facebook Live but don't tune into my podcast. So I'm hoping I'm opening up some streams of communication here to where I can get more listenership. It would be really great. So the high school years are unique. There are different clubs, different groups, and different degrees of acceptance. The goal is finding the group of people that call you a friend because no one fits into every group. And that stays true for the rest of their lives. 
Back to school means back to carpooling, schedule managing, social training, academic motivating, and not enough sleep. Not to mention a massive amount of laundry. It also means a certain degree of worrying. Will he like his teacher? Will the other girls include her? Will he try harder this year? Will she be in trouble again? Every year provides something new to worry about. So allow a former school teacher to offer a few thoughts. Like I said, this, this, uh, this article is from a Janet Dennison. It's not my words. It's hers. I'm interjecting. So allow a former school teacher to offer you a few thoughts. First, don't worry until October. Kids are amazingly skillful at working things out themselves. Try to stay out of their way and out of the teacher's way until October. Chances are whatever you were worried about will be resolved by Halloween. Second, pray about how involved you should be. Our kids want to see you up at school, but after second grade, they probably don't want to see you that often. Allow them to develop own circles, even if you had hoped for a different one, with one exception. If they choose the group wearing skulls and fake tattoos, you might want to be a little more involved. Third, and I wished I had learned this one sooner. Offer suggestions carefully. Most parents think they know what is best. But don't underestimate your child's ability to actually know what's best. I think I was right about 50% of the time, and I might be trying to make myself feel better with that percentage. The rest of the time, I was just making my kids think I didn't trust them enough. We want to trust our kids, don't we? And we want them to know that we trust them. A couple of weeks ago, just a side note before I go on to number four, is I did a radio show on the short leash. It was really, really a great example of showing trust and the consequence or reward for being able to trust. And I used the illustration of my two little dogs. One is only one and a half years old and one is 11 years old. Obviously, the 11-year-old is much wiser and knows how to handle herself. My little puppy, on the other hand, needs a short leash because he doesn't understand boundaries. He doesn't understand rules yet, and so he needs the short leash. So I, I won't go into any more detail. That's just a, a little uh, cliffhanger there. If you want to go there and you want to just check it out, I would appreciate it if you would go there and do that. So number four, treasure these crazy precious years. They do go by quickly. If you question that, look at a first grader and then look at a fifth grader. That is what five years looks like. Oh, my goodness, that is so true. It happens so fast. I can remember when my children were young, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, does this ever get easier? And my older sister, Debbie, I called her one day, and she's got a a son, Justin, that's a year older. And she says, Sue, it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. (laughs) I'm like, okay, what do I do with that? Okay, it gets different. Five, and finally, take a moment to realize that while so many things matter right now, Jesus still matters most. You will find time in the coming weeks to pray for things like teachers, friendships, academics, and remember that spiritual success is the most important success your child can achieve. In fact, spiritual success is the best way to accomplish all the others. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. This scripture I have memorized because I've need to lean, I've, I've had to lean on this scripture so many times, and I still 
I still lean on it. And the other one is trusting in the Lord with all your heart. We need to do that. And, and, and the last part of this, it says, don't worry, God's got this. Do you believe that, that, God's, that God has this? Because he does. Motivational Bible verses for students going back to school. So this was for the parents, and now this is for the kids. And I have all ages watching, listening, and I have men and women watching and listening. And it's very interesting, the conversations I have uh, with the connections that are made uh, after the show. And it, I, I just, um, I was at a dance event, side note. I was at a dance event this weekend in Palm Springs, and a gentleman came up to me from Phoenix. And he says, oh, my goodness, it's you. And I'm saying, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I listen to your show almost every week, and I, it just helps me so much. I'm a single dad, and to listen to what you're talking about, and you just give me. And he goes, in my pocket right now, I have 10 steps for, and we got interrupted, and I don't know what the 10 steps were for. But I love having, you know, check, you know, one, two, three, four, five. I, I like having that because it helps me keep things um, current and it also is just a checkoff list i like checkoff lists and he says i have it i keep it in my my wallet i keep it in my pocket and i'm like you do and it was just really and i said you just encouraged me so much because sometimes on this radio you're talking on this mic and you don't really know if anybody's really listening out there unless somebody connects with you uh via email um or facebook so it was really wonderful to get that encouragement we all need that don't we As we enter the final days of summer, it's time to make sure both teachers and students are ready for the long haul, that is the school year. We all enjoy a good break, but you eventually have to re-enter the real world. Learning isn't isn't all about laptops, erasers, and essay books. We also need mental preparation. Here are a few motivational Bible verses for students who are going back to school, Luke 2.52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Isaiah, motivational Bible verses for students. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding. No one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and youth men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Love that. Isaiah 40, 28, 31. I always wonder where that wings like eagles. I always wonder where that is. And now it's Isaiah 40. I'll have to remember that. This selection is one of the most popular Bible verses for students, especially in Christian schools. No matter what age you are at, each stage of life comes with its own set of obstacles and hindrances. Though your, our troubles in high school, college, or wherever may not easily compare to the struggles of the Israelites, we serve the same God who guided them. When we look to the Lord as our main source of power, we unlock a higher potential that may not bring you an A on your test or an athletic championship, but God will help you do more than you ever could on your own. 2 Timothy three sixteen seventeen. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is just a beginning of this show, and so I just want you to know that we're going to go to break now, and uh, if you want to advertise on our show, you can do so. So we will be back with more of the Sue Freeze show. Connect with me on suefreeze.com or go on Facebook Live right now.
Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call Ecola Termite Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to be a sponsor, how you do that is you connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spell like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and we will talk. And here's what I'm going to tell you is I've been doing the termite and pest control business for 39 years. I can't even believe that. But 39 years. And in that time, I've been advertising on radio for a very, very long time. And in that time, we learn things. And things are always evolving. Things are changing. And I have a lot of information. And, you know, I like to learn from other people's mistakes instead of me having to make them myself. I would rather just learn from other people. That that way, the, the learning curve could be shortened which is also wonderful because it helps you to be successful sooner. So I am recommending and I'm putting that out there that I'm willing to help you. If you are a business person and you're only in San Diego or in Ventura only, or if you cover the same area as my syndicated shows, which is San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles area, this show can help you. And I can help you. And I can teach you what and how, the who, what, where, when, why. Uh, just connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and I would love to share what I've learned with you. And the cost is very, very tiny. It's minuscule compared to what I pay on the radio because I want to give it forward and because I just want to be connected with you in a better and, and more intimate way. So being a sponsor on the show is a way of doing that. Okay, so back to... Uh, scriptures being God, God breathed. I, I read that already. And so 
One of the best examples of a student in Scripture comes from the relationship between Paul and Timothy. As Paul goes on his missionary journeys, there are many other believers who are also taking part in the early church. Some are even direct students of Paul's. Timothy is a younger Christian who Paul has taken under his wing to lead the church and ensure that it continues to follow biblical principles. There are many false teachers during the, during this time as the information regarding Christianity is not as readily available as it is today. In these verses, Paul is telling Timothy to persevere and never give any ground to false teachers. He should rest on the solid foundation that has been poured out before him through Paul, the disciples, and ultimately Jesus himself. This message works for us today in that we should remember those who went before us and blazed a path to be followed. We must stick with what we know to be true and not get lost in the false teachings that tempt us to divert from our intended destination. You know, we can be tempted uh, easily if we allow ourselves. But if we stay true and we read his word and we ask the Holy Spirit to give us the discernment to know what is true, what is right, then um, we can stay steadfast in our walk. And, you know, the devil wants to still kill and destroy, and the devil is real. I know firsthand the devil is real. He had a hold of me for a while, but I rebuke him in Jesus' name. And I learned the power of Jesus' name. And we have to say it out loud and strong with power and with just everything we have, the truth, the faith, the hope, and say Jesus' name. And we are empowered with that. Proverbs 2, 1, 5. My son, if you accept my words and stir up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That's scripture right out of the Bible. If you are going to be a good student, you must be teachable. Another word that goes hand in hand with this virtue is humility. It is difficult to learn anything useful if you are consumed by pride. Men who feel they know everything, you know anybody like that, and are unwilling to hear from someone else are very difficult to teach. Instead, we must be constantly searching for wisdom and seeking God's advice, similar to what we discussed with Isaiah 40, 28, 31. God is the ultimate source for wisdom. Why would you go anywhere else? If we are eager to learn from him and not solely trust on our own feelings, we stand a much better chance at gaining wisdom. Now, see, I'm going to take this home, okay? Here's the thing. I interview people, and they come on board, and they go for two-week training in Mission Hills with Ecola Services is what I'm talking about. During this time, there is no way we can teach everything they need to know. But we blast them with all kinds of experience, all kinds of knowledge in that two weeks because we want them to at least be uh, introduced to all of these different things that they are going to need to know. Then it's up to the service manager in the office that they're going to work out of to continue carrying that baton and working alongside. And it's really important for us to disciple other people. It's teaching other people. We need to be doing that. I tell my managers all the time that, I don't want you walking alone. I always want you to have somebody with you because we need to, to train our replacement. We also need to train so that we can bring everybody up to a certain level, a better level. 
But if we hide, if we hold back, if we don't share, if we don't teach, then we're not helping the team. And this goes at home. This goes in ministry. This goes at work. Yes, it takes more time. It takes more effort. And we have to have a willingness in our spirit to be willing to put ourselves out there. And that takes time away from maybe something else that we want to do or could do. But you know what? In the long run, if we can teach others and we can get everybody to a certain level, it's going to make the burden light for everyone. So if we're thinking about that goal of making the burden light, then it's important for everybody. When I have a new hire, I'm asking the people that are training, is he willing to learn? Does he, is he acting like a sponge? Is he absorbing? Those are very important things because if they're not teachable, they're not teachable. And we need a teachable attitude when we're teaching. And, and you know what? I have a teachable attitude. I want people to teach me all the time. Even when you get to an advanced level, there's still so much to learn. In fact, when I was really into the horse thing, I, I remember this because I was reading book after book, and I was learning all this about horses, and I just loved it. I was passionate about it. And I, but people say, oh, man, you must be learning a lot. You're reading all these books and whatever. And my comment back was, is, yeah, I'm learning how much I don't know. The more I learn, the more I realize that I do not know. And isn't that true in life? Is the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. So we got to keep learning. And what I've also realized is that when you're put in a position of teaching, you have to know more than the student you're teaching. So it pushes you. It press, you have to press in. If you're going to give a sermon, if you're going to teach a class, you have to know your material. You can't just get out there and wing it. You have to know more than your students. So it causes you to have to put more time in there and be prepared. Be prepared with the word. Be prepared. God says, be prepared. Matthew 6.24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. We often speak of this verse when it comes to the subject of finances, but there is truth in it for any situation. We can only serve one master. That choice will essentially come down to either God or some version of ourselves. There are countless examples in the world today of people who made selfish decisions only to hurt everyone around them and eventually destroy themselves. When we place God on the throne of our lives, we are going to end up with better results. How many of you listening right now have taken the will and tried to do it yourself and you felt you had it and you felt you could do it better? And how many of you look back now and go, whew, Jesus, you can take the will because, you know, you know now that Jesus could do a better job than you. How many? If I could see your hands, I'd ask you to raise them, but I can't. So all I'm going to say is, you know, mental note to self is that when you feel like it's too much, don't rely so much on yourself. Okay, the Lord's there and he wants you to reach out. He wants you to ask him for his help. He wants to be there for you. This verse is closely followed by a series of verses that tell us not to worry because God is in control. When we live our lives in service to Christ, many of the dangers and hindrances that might consume us otherwise fade to the background. As you pursue academics and develop wisdom, remember that you can only serve one master. That's very, very good. And sometimes we can get a lot of noise. Psalm 119.72, the law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. The law from your mouth, what you believe comes out through your tongue. So what do you believe? What are you voicing? 
A people, people can learn a lot from you through body language, by nonverbals, but also by what comes out of your mouth. And we might not even realize what we're saying sometimes. So guard your words, guard your mouth, guard your tongue. As one of the longest chapters in the Bible, Psalm 119, has more than a few motivational Bible verses for students, verse 72 goes back to what we were talking about in Matthew 6.24 in that we should live our lives constantly reflecting our decisions against Scripture. Which master are we going to serve? How committed are we to him? This world will throw every temptation our way, whether it be cheating on a test, picking on someone less socially acceptable than us, or compromising our morals for some worldly reward. Are we willing to trade any or all of the good things this world has to offer in order to serve the Lord? Hebrews 12:11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Rewards don't often come to those who are undisciplined or unfocused. It is through calamity that we develop endurance. Pain brings an extra layer of skin to help us more easily navigate the world around us. That is so true. Thinking back on my lives, there's been times, and maybe you can remember these times too, where you feel like, oh my goodness, I cannot endure this. This is more than I can handle. And then you get through it. And you're stressing out. You can't sleep. You know, all those things that we do. And then we get through it. And we realize, you know what? Our skin's a little tougher than we thought. And so then the next thing comes our way. And we're going, oh man, I can't get through that. Or we're saying, well, I don't know, this is a little different or this is a little more difficult, but I got through the other one. So you know what? With a little more effort or a little more wisdom, a little more of God, I think I'm going to be able to get through this one too. That has happened to me so many times I can't even believe it. And it's amazing how when we go through things, how it helps us. And, and my saying, and I, I've not heard this, this is something that I don't believe I have taken from somebody. It's something that I came up on my own. It's a favorite phrase of mine, but for every, every consequence we go through, everything that we go through, it's prep for the next assignment. And I don't remember hearing that from someone else. That's just something that I have realized for me. Because God one time in a dream or something said these two words, be prepared. And I woke up thinking, what? What does that mean? Be prepared. And I'm still wondering what that means. But I'm trying to be prepared in anything and everything that I have to go through. I'm trying to be prepared because the Lord told me, be prepared. So does the Lord talk to you that way? I mean, it was in a dream. I mean, it wasn't, I I didn't hear his voice. It just came into my brain. Be prepared. And uh, I think we do need to be prepared. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom, your days will be many and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. My mother used to say this, Susie, you have choices to make every minute of your day. You will reap the reward or suffer the consequence. I felt those were very strong parental words for her to say to me. And I believe that it's true. Nobody can take that away. When you make a choice, nobody can take the brunt or the reward of that. It's your responsibility. You suffer the consequences. You reap the reward for your decisions. Understand that before you make your decision. Understand that there is consequences for actions. I mean, there just so is. Uh, I'm not going to get into that story. Anyway, motivational Bible verses for students are spread throughout the book of Proverbs. But this one rings especially true. 
In the pursuit of knowledge, a student cannot overlook the importance of wisdom. Before we can ever claim to be wise, though, we have to acknowledge the one in capital, who is the author of wisdom. The wisest thing you can ever do is to recognize that one, there is a God, and two, you are not him. This simple thought will bring relief to stress, douse your pride with humility, and force you to prioritize the things that matter over those that do not Living this way may not guarantee you a long, happy, wonderful life, but it is the life most worth living. Daniel 1, 3, 4. Then the king ordered chief of his court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. Daniel is the perfect example of a boy who becomes a man through discipline and commitment to the Lord. Though his people live in service to the Babylonians, Daniel follows the Lord and allows himself to be used by the Lord. We see in these verses that Daniel was a young man who was smart, quick to learn, and well-rounded. Due to this and likely some handsome features, Daniel was perfectly positioned to be God's servant behind enemy lines. As you can see from the other events in this book, Daniel answered the call in an exceptional way and is rewarded for his faithfulness. We may not all serve in the same way as Daniel, but God has set aside a calling for each of us during our school years. Maybe an aptitude for sports or debate team has offered you an opportunity to engage in the Lord's work. Take advantage of this opportunity and see what good comes from it. This is true in every walk of life. I'm a dancer, and I can compete at a very large scale with a lot of people watching in a lot of different countries, a lot of different states. And the, the song I want to compete to is a Christian song that has a message to attached to it. So people are going to hear that song. I'm hoping they're going to like the dance, but I'm more hoping they get the message on the song. And we all have opportunities, no matter what our gifts are, whatever our talents are, wherever we're placed in our lives, we have opportunities to shine, to let our light shine for the Lord. So I'm going to ask you, are you allowing your light to shine? Whether you're a child, a student, a sister, a brother, a mother, a father, a parent, no matter where you are, whether you're an employee or an employer, an owner, anything, no matter where you are in your life, you have an opportunity to shine your light. Are you shining it? Or is your light hidden under a bushel? Is it, is it not shining? And then ask yourself, why is that? Why is your light not shining? It's a decision you make, and you might be facing a lot of tragedy, a lot of negative things happening right now. I get that. We do have those times. But maybe that's the time where you have to shine your light the brightest. Maybe you have to fight this battle in a different realm, in the spiritual realm. You need to speak Jesus' name very loud, very clear, with power, with courage. Just speak his name out loud. I'll tell you what, it's, it, it, it changes things for you. It changes things. It does. I know firsthand. People say, how come you believe? How come? Because I've been through the fire. I've learned my lessons. Have I learned them all? No. There's some I don't want to learn. You know, I don't want to go through trials and tribulations. That's definitely not what I'm asking for. But I do know that every single time I do, I come out the other side 
and God shows himself so mightily. And I feel thankful that I have him with me all the time, that I can reach up, I can reach out, and he's there. And the same applies for you. You have him. He's available. He never sleeps. He's there for you all the time. People will let you down. I could let you down, not intentionally, but I could. But God won't let you down. It might look like it. It might feel like it sometimes. But down the road, you look back and you go, oh, now, now I get it. And maybe you're not going to get your answer until heaven. Maybe not. I just know for me personally that if I didn't have God in my life and God didn't care for me and die on the cross and didn't send his son and die on the cross for me, that I wouldn't be, probably wouldn't even be here right now. Probably wouldn't. But I am. And I'm talking on the radio and I'm talking to you. And God's talking through me right now because he cares for you and he loves you and he created you. He created you for a purpose. Don't let your light get snuffed out by anything or anyone. Don't let it happen. Healthy boundaries. Romans 16, 17, 18. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way and that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Philippians 4, 8. That was Romans 16, 17, 18. If you want to look that up and read it, highlight it, I think it's a good thing to do. Philippians 4, 8, 9. Finally, brothers, here's one. I've got this. I printed this out and put it on everybody's computer at my office. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, you can, you can, you can question every one of these and say, okay, is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Those are the questions you need to ask. If something's not that, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Let me ask you a question. Do you want peace in your life? I do. I want peace. What does that look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like to you? Write that down. Write down what peace is to you. If you could picture the most peaceful place in the world, peaceful place in the world, I can tell you what mine is. I have a couple of them. But one of them is early in the morning, like when the sun, before the sun comes up in the morning, to be on the beach, just totally covered up in blankets, all warm and cozy, and watching, smelling, feeling the breeze, smelling the ocean, hearing the ocean, and watching the sun peek over the mountains, peek over the, the landscape. And, and come up and reflect off the water and then hear the birds chirping and flying and oh my goodness it's just so peaceful to me and when things get really tough when things get out of control believe me I've been there when that happens I have to go back to this peaceful place I close my eyes no matter where I am not driving but anywhere else close my eyes and I just envision me right there I envision me right there and I just take deep breaths and I ask the Lord to just be present with me, and it helps me get grounded. It helps me just get back to where my heart's not pacing at a very rapid pace, where I just feel like I have to focus, but I can't because I've got anxiety that's just climbing up my throat. Can you relate? Can any of you relate, or is this my deal? 
I think I've talked to many, many people, and they know exactly what I'm talking about, where this anxiety and this, the, these things happen because we just get so worried and concerned about life and what's happening, and we just think there's no end, and there is, and where's God, and he's there, and what are we going to do about it? How are we going to face this? We have to understand he's there with us. There's been so many times where I just have to tell you, having him with you when you're going through these things is empowering. It gives you the courage that you don't have on your own. It gives you the strength to endure another moment, another breath. Some of you, I can just sense right now, some of you are really at the down of the downs. And I just have to tell you, God feels you right now. He's with you right now, and he wants to know that. He wants you to know that he loves you and that he, he has an important task for you. He has an important reason for you to be on this earth. And you need to understand that so that you can get through this time The sun comes up new every morning, and you need to understand that. So don't let your light get snuffed out because he has something for you. And it might not be today. It might not even be tomorrow, but it's coming. So hang on and ask him to reveal himself to you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.